we have one of the most unique conversations we've had thus far from radio host to mod to streamer extraordinaire. We are blessed to be joined with the one and only Lokes Live. Hello, sir. Hi, how Thank are you? you? So I would be so much better if I knew about what happened at the cabin in 2023. Oh, I feel like that's very important Christ before we sake. get into your before we get into your journey. I feel like this is very yeah, important yeah, yeah, to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can I hide? I can hide. Okay, I'm gonna hide your chat. I'm gonna have you up over here so I can just see a visual of you. But okay, yeah. So I made the horrible mistake of sharing this uh, very intimate. Uh, situation with uh, some of the community. Mm. Um, so let me let me take you back in time. Not really Please. that far at all. Uh, uh, maybe uh, two months ago, let's say a month and a half, two months ago, uh, I ventured to the great north of Michigan with uh, Little Oaks and Mrs. Oaks. Like Canada? Um, excuse me. You said the great, the, like above no. that location. Oh, like. Northern area of Michigan. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, still in the lower peninsula. Most people don't know Michigan has a lower and an upper peninsula, but uh, lower peninsula, but still mm. way, way up there. Anyway. Okay. Uh, we ventured north to go spend time uh, up at my dad's cabin area. He has a like a summer cabin. Uh, and we were also going to be getting met up with... Um, my niece and her husband and her children who live in Oklahoma, who I haven't seen in years. Okay. Uh, haven't even met her little ones yet. Um, so we were going to have a little family meetup up north, up at uh, Papa's cabin, if you will. Mm, okay. Um, Papa's cabin is small, but uh, we decided, hey, let's not cramp everyone's style. Let's rent a cabin for the three of us. Mrs. Lokes, Little Lokes, myself. Uh, so we find this adorable little cabin, uh, 15 minutes away from pop, pop pops place, if you will. Okay. Um, turns out it is literally brand new. It's a brand new cabin. It's small, but it's quaint. It's cute. Mm, okay. Uh, literally first guess, like you walk in and you can smell like urethane or something from like the staining of the walls there's plastic little peels on like the microwave shit and everything everything's brand new wow uh so it's actually kind of cool like we didn't even know that that was a thing but we were the first guests in said cabin so uh i would like to point out before we go too much further uh we had gone out to eat we, this is like the incident takes place on like day three of the trip okay uh, um so the first couple of days we're there we're, we're, we're going around, we're dining, we're, we're doing the things you would do on a trip. And, uh, people keep, whenever we go to like a restaurant, they're like, would you like some water? And I'm like, sure. Or I'll order water. They're like, do you want bottled or tap water? They're asking because it's like well water. And I grew up in the country and I'm like accustomed to it. So I'm like, hit me with the tap water, you know, it's got like a lot of minerals and things that you wouldn't normally be introducing to your body. If you're a, a city guy like I am nowadays. Okay. So I wake up, I think, day three of the trip. And uh, it's early morning. Uh, I walk out of my bedroom. Mrs. Lokes is in the living room reading a book quietly in the living room. And uh, I'm like, hello, dear. Good morning. Uh, how would you, how'd you sleep? You know, things like that. 
And then while we're discussing this, I get a little, you know, a little rumble in my, in my belly. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I need to uh, use the facilities. And then I'm standing like three feet from the bathroom. And by the time I get to the bathroom, it goes from like, I need to go to the bathroom to, hey, we have a real issue on our hands that I haven't experienced in recent time. Um, so I get to into position and then it becomes like, oh, I just realized I, if I bend at my waist, we have problems. Like it's, it went from zero to 200 in like 0.5 seconds. So I know I can't just like stand there and hope that this goes away. I have to deal with the situation. Uh And just as I feared, uh, things ejected prematurely and i won't get into like disgusting details but matter got all over the toilet the wall the floor <laughs> the bathtub the vanity where were the... you facing that it went to the bathtub how was this place cuz okay Ricochet took place okay yeah i get that i don't know dude but i spent a half hour cleaning this pristine prestigious if you will uh bathroom that had just been christened by your boy it had never been used until we you know we pulled into town yeah and that's how i treated it so i've told this story no less than eight times and people keep wanting me to tell it more even though it's the most embarrassing uh i only told it because i'm like hey this will make for funny yeah story time yeah yeah jesus I didn't think I'd be telling it for like the ninth or 10th time just now. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I did the same thing when I was like eight. So I get it. You know, we all, we all have our moments where it's just, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. I was at the YMCA. You, they locked the bathrooms after we were done after the school day was done. And this was after school curriculars. I'm just standing there. I'm like, Jeremy really got to poop, man. I really like, I really got to do it. He's like, yeah, hold on. I'm finished. I was like, no, no, like, you gotta, we gotta do it now. He's like, yeah, just one second. Same situation. There was not another second. Yep. So yep. I, I get you. And that was yep. just throwing that out there to help you feel less alone in your, uh, some might say shitty situation. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't have that issue when I was eight. So that was, I made it. You to saved it for adulthood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, this yeah. the first, your first time shitting your pants? I didn't shit my pants. Well, I I'm just, sorry. Having project, having yeah, shat into I mean, something that wasn't the toilet. Don't insult me. I didn't shit my pants. I just shit everywhere in a room. Uh, yes, that would. That's I think the only time I ever had that level of an issue ever. And yeah, I mean, so that's cool that I made it that far into life. You I'm, know, that almost lining. sounds worse though. Like I'd rather shit my pants yeah. in somewhere that's not a bathroom than shit my pants over the <laughs> bathroom. Well, sorry, yeah. shit. We can't say shit. Art. You'd, shit what you just again not in the. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it that's was interesting. Everywhere, everywhere. Got a solid like, constitution, man. Good for you. You should enter contests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be like a pay per view type situation, I'm sure. But yeah, as in, you have to pay other people to view it. Probably. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I'm sure somebody's into it. There's you'd be uh, you wouldn't be surprised. I was like you've existed on the internet long enough. Well, that's a great 
<laughs> that's a great opening. So that's perfect. Anyways, how has your bowels been since? We've been good. We learned to have bottled water now. I would have yeah, expected yeah. that. Excuse me. From a trip down south, I would have not anticipated that that would have been your journey. Yeah. From Michigan. Yeah. And Michigan boy, water. You would have thought you would have been good. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't Flint, you know, like not to make yeah. like dark jokes, but like this wasn't Flint water. No, or anything, like but... you, you would have assumed you could trust the water. Yeah. And I, like I said, I grew up in a literal farm town, like where it was like really earthy, like well water. And this, like this actually tastes borderline like city water. So I was like, ah, oh, this is nothing. And, uh, boy, oh boy, did, uh, my boy, apparently the municipality water that we receive now is miles ahead of what's available in the countryside. So yeah, the more, you know, note to self, don't trust Mich uh, Michigan water. Never, never, never. Cool. Well, thank you for your vulnerability. And I am sorry that you had to tell that story again. It was just, everyone kept problem. saying you, you have to ask him, you have to ask him, we have to talk about it. So Good to well, know that this will exist on the internet forever. No, it's fine. I was going to, I actually have the, I had recorded the last time I told it, but I still haven't made it to a video, but you're actually doing me a favor because yeah. now I can, I can put this to rest and they're, if they're like, what's the cabin incident of 2023? I said, go check out, I think it's episode, what, 13 of the What the Fluff? Yep. There you go. Uh, Whatever yeah, It'll be 13. Yep, yep, yep. There you well, go. I think this is technically conversation number 14, but I lost the Marley recording, so we're just forgetting That's that that one happened. That really sucks. By the way. I'm so, dude, I was so mad. That was, I was so jazzed on that one too, but eh, you know what? Now, now we know yeah. always triple check once you end a recording in delete shit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what do we, I, I feel like I've jacked this question from diary of a CEO, but what do we need to know about how you grew up about what your youth was like in order to better understand the man we know now? That's I'm actually not being corny. That's a phenomenal question. And I didn't mean to say it just like Edwick would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is That's a, a phenomenal, phenomenal question. question. Uh, no, uh, I was actually kind of like thinking about this today, just kind of wondering what you would ask directly. But uh, yeah, so I would say like growing up, even very, very, very recently, I'm 38 now. I just turned 38 in July. Um, I was not one of those people that was like, born with the gift of knowing exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Like my wife, for instance, she knew from like grade school that she wanted to be a teacher and that rules. Like, I think it's a blessing to, you know, grow up knowing this is what I meant. I meant to do. And not like just somebody that likes to play football and they want to be in the NFL, but have absolutely no chance. Like, yeah, somebody, somebody who's like geared for a thing, they're meant for it and they know it and they know what to do to pursue it. Um, I always, I had like a few like fleeting things when I was a kid, like kind of similar to what I was just painting with the NFL. But at one time I loved drawing and stuff and I thought I'd want to be a cartoonist. Turns out you got to be really good at drawing to be a cartoonist. Yeah. Little did I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I kind of am realizing looking back now like, I was always, always, always the class clown, um, which made me a crowd favorite amongst students. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, usually made the staff not enjoy me. Um, but that's what always brought me joy, you know? And then 
unlike you, I mean, at what point did you not to like flip the table, but like at oh, what so point good. did you know that you wanted to be like an actor? Yeah, as long as I can remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was putting on plays with my cousins and doing voices from Mad TV and shit like that when I was like seven or eight. So gotcha. yeah, this was always this was always what it was meant to be, if you will. And I wanted right. to ask where your how what how were your parents in regards to your tomfoolery? Yeah, so well, the only thing I wanted to add to that before moving yep, on was do it. Unfortunately, even though like being the class clown, like I didn't have that like click of like I should do X with being a, a silly goose, if mm. you will. But to your question about the parents, um, my mom did not enjoy the tomfoolery. <laughs> nice. Um, she, you know. She's. I'm coming home like every couple of months with a uh, a grade card saying like, you know, Daniel. I was a Daniel one. Time. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, like Dan. It was always like Daniel's way more capable than what he's you know achieving in class. If he would stop talking to everyone and making jokes, he could achieve a lot more. You you know, he's got a lot of potential. Was a word that got thrown around a lot. Um, but for like the longest time, it didn't. I didn't really know what to do with just being a, a silly goose, you know? And I I even remember, I'll tell you actually a really funny uh, memory. Um, one time, this is actually batshit crazy thinking back that I said this at the age I was. Um, I was in student council in middle school, and I want to say I was probably, God, that's crazy. My kid's 10, and I'm realizing in comparison how old I was. Uh, I was probably like 12 years old when this happened. I think I was probably in like seventh grade or eighth grade middle school. And a perk of what we got to do um, being student council reps was we got to like stand up on stage and like kind of intro the talent show for the year. Okay. And we were, (laughs) I have a shitty, shitty memory, but I remember this like very plainly. We were all standing in a line and we all just awkwardly decided that what we were going to do was we'd start with the person all the way to the right. We'd say, like, I'm blah, 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 hand the mic to the next person. They'd say, I'm blah, 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 and keep doing. And I was at the end, and all I heard was, like, all I heard was, like, I'm Laura, I'm John, you know, whatever. And, like, just in the moment, I go, I'm Dan, and we're all alcoholics. (sighs) And, like, the fact that I was in a middle school talent show, like, everybody laughed hysterically, but, like, I got off stage, and I got reamed immediately by staff like you can't make jokes like that and i was like okay like that's fine and i just wish i had known like back then like i don't know how i didn't snap in my head like you should do stand-up comedy i wish i would realize that like that was a a thing i could have pursued way back then it just seemed like so out of reach i think my whole life kind of to my detriment I've been like painfully realistic about everything and like pragmatic, Mm. you know? Yeah. So like, like for you, you probably knew that acting was difficult, but despite that, you still pursued it. Oh yeah. I, I think I looked at stand up and I was like, eh, there's no way. (laughs) So I basically kind of just back burnered that entirely and then kind of just went about doing what most people do. I didn't go to college. I ended up, um well we can get into that too but uh i went right out of high school into just working full time um college wasn't really an option for me financially or really educationally well 
I, I could have went to like community college or something, but it wasn't really top concern for me. Um, but yeah, I went kind of zero to 60 with like adulthood real quick due to circumstances that we could, we could explore if you'd like. It's up to you, man. This is no, yeah. I'm just here to steer the, steer the train. You just chug along. No, you're good. Um, I would say two things kind of, yeah, a few things kind of like molded things from early on. Um, I actually had a pretty normal upbringing, generally speaking. Um, and then when I was like 12, and apologies to everyone listening, I've had some some dark things happen to me early on, but it is what it is. Uh, I think when I was like 12, um, I had a brother who was 21 or 23, I think maybe, um, died in a car accident, like Obviously, no one dying in a car accident's good, but, like, I won't go into details, but my brother died in a very, very bad car accident. Mm. Oh, hell, I'll actually tell you. I won't go into, like, gruesome details or anything, obviously, but uh, he was driving late at night one night with a buddy, um, a longtime friend of his. He had a Ford Mustang convertible that he'd recently bought. Um we still don't know to this day what really happened, like why this happened, but he ended up, you ever like come across like railroad tracks that are kind of like, they kind of come to a peak on yeah. the roadway. You can do a little jump he, off of them. Yeah. Well, he jumped off of it going like 120 or something and crashed into the basement of a house. Um, Like never even like touched the ground. Just like. What? I met. Yeah, like a house that was 150, 200 feet away from the tracks. Like he was going that fast and he launched that hard and high that it landed in the basement of a house. And it's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, my brother died instantly. Somehow his friend lived completely what? fine. Yeah. Um. He immediately, like, afterwards didn't want to talk about it, which I get. But, like, yeah. I, I know the guy exists, and I even, like, friended him on Facebook. But I don't have the balls to just one day be like, hey, by the way, what happened that night? Because <laughs> I guess, he, yeah, by the way. Uh, uh, like, he apparently wasn't drunk or anything. It He didn't, nobody thought he was suicidal or anything. But, yeah. So, there you have it. My brother just died very unexpectedly when I was, like, 12. And then that made my mom, like, very, very paranoid about, like, letting us kind of go out and do things in our lives, which I totally get now being a dad. Um, and then, unfortunately, tied to her <laughs> when I was uh, 15. Keep in mind, yeah, I'm 38 now. This is when I was 15, so some time has passed. Um, my mom went into the hospital when I was 15, I don't remember all the specifics, but I know for a fact, obviously. My mom ended up finding out she had bladder cancer. And Jeez. she went in. Yeah. So she went into the hospital to get her, unfortunately, her bladder removed and get, like, one of those, like, colostomy-type bag things um, put on her side. And uh, she actually went through the surgery successfully and made it out. And then, uh, well, I'll kind of tell it in. Yeah. So it was actually the weekend of my homecoming game and dance in high school, my freshman year. And I remember I went to go see her with my dad Friday night, like the night of the homecoming game. 
and I brought, I like picked up my tux that night and she was resting in her hospital bed and she's like, try the tux on. I want to be able to see you like what you're going to look like when you go to the dance. I'm like, all right. And I was like, I remember getting all pissed off because I wanted to like hurry up and get out of there and go to the game because it was the night of the homecoming game. I wanted to go hang out with my friends. So I remember like trying to put the tux on and like the buttons were giving me shit and I was just getting annoyed and I'm like flustered. I'm like, God, I just want to get out of here, you know? So I try on the tux, I show her, you know, I go to the game and everything. And then the next morning, Saturday morning, I wake up to like my sister like screaming and she's like, waking me up and she goes dad's on the way home mom's not doing good and i was like okay and then my dad shows up he drives me and my sister to like from above the michigan ohio state line down to toledo ohio where i live now um he's driving to the hospital like as fast as he can i remember he blew through so many red lights i'm like I'm oh, Jesus. we're lucky that we're alive even everything um but we get there, and I still I don't know what the hell's going on. Like last, I knew my mom was just resting and getting better. Yeah, <clears throat> and then we're we're in like the emergency room, like waiting room, and I remember like still being like totally clueless. And I looked around, there was a bunch of like nurses standing around, and I go, "Is my mom okay?" And they all like collectively like just looked away from me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Perfect. And then come to find out what we, yeah, what we find out is my mom completely unrelated, had absolutely nothing to do with her surgery or her recuperation or whatever. She had an aneurysm in her brain burst and she just bled internally. Like, had she not been in the hospital for this surgery, she just would have been living her life and would have like dropped dead, basically. Um, it was so weird. Like it had what? nothing again. Yeah. Like she could have just been like driving a car or yeah. breakfast or what. I, not, I don't need to name a bunch of innocuous things she could have been doing, but <laughs> it had nothing to do with, you know, what was taking place. Yeah. Um, and it really rocked me. Like, obviously, um, I was 15. I had a girlfriend at the time and I remember like, I was so fogged in the mind with it. I like called my girlfriend at the time and I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't come to homecoming tonight. My mom died. And she was like, you don't have to say you're sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to say. I'm like, no, 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 you're good. You know? And I didn't really know what to make of it. And yeah. So the second you fucking started that, I was like, I swear to God, if your mom dies at the end of this. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was freshman year. <laughs> Um, that was freshman year of high school. Yeah. So Jeez, at that okay. point, at this point in my life, I have a couple of like step and half brothers and sisters, but at this point in my life, it's just me and my dad living in our home in Ida, Michigan. Now like the city matters. And what's life like? Yeah. Um, for a while, like not a whole lot. Like I, oh yeah, this is also a fun thing. It's Does it someone is, die but, at the end of this? No, 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 okay. no, 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 So you get two um, deaths per story. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I played my, my, you played my your two stars. already. Yes. No, uh, I, this all happened at like the peak of like your mom being a thing. Like, oh dear God. 
So like I would be I was a fucking freshman in high school and it like every day I'd be like, hey, your mom. And then I got to see the look on people's faces when they realized like, oh, I just said that to a kid whose mom just died. Yeah. So like it was just day after day, like and me like apologizing to people for apologizing. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Like you're fine. Like don't feel bad that my mom passed away. <gasps> God. So it was a lot of that. Um I started kind of withdrawing from like giving a shit about my yeah. grades and things of that nature. Um I think I just started to act out more and more. I was never like an asshole, like mean, but yeah, I just would be more and more of a class clown. Um and then I remember not even like a year later. Um my da- my dad's fine. My dad's fine. <laughs> Thank God, dude. My dad, uh, I remember we were driving somewhere, and he was like, hey, uh, this is less than a year after my mom passed. And he was like, um, hey, somebody, somebody, one of my friends wants me to meet this lady to hang out with. He goes, I don't want to, like, date or anything. He goes, I'm just, I'm just lonely, you know, with your mom being gone. And, like, it kind of, like, tugged at my heartstrings. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, go for it, man. Like, definitely you deserve to kind of have somebody to talk to and stuff. And let's, I'll spoil it now. They're married and have been for a very long time, but. <laughs> Says the man, um, I don't want to date. <laughs> yeah. Famous last words. Right. Um. So he started dating her. And like, while I was going through high school, they were dating and he'd be at her house a lot. And like, they basically, they kind of like started kind of living their lives at her place. So I, for a while, for like a year or two, I was basically like living alone at my like what? childhood home yeah now like i wasn't like abandoned like my dad was still taking care of me and everything like it was nothing dark like that but a lot of his free time he was up there when he wasn't at work i would still see him and everything but i had a lot of freedom basically um and i ended up getting like a solid steady girlfriend at the time and one thing <laughs> yeah we once went on like i went with her my dad her and her kids to down to Florida to go visit my grandpa and do like a kind of a Disney trip. And this is when I got to introduce to her kids, her. Yeah. Um, they were the biggest asshole kids. Oh no. The, I mean, I'm talking like bad, 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 John, like calling her a bitch to her face. What? Yeah. And they were like teenagers and like her, she had gone through a divorce and stuff. So this, my dad's not their dad type of thing and blah, 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 blah. But mm. they were terrible, terrible, terrible kids. And I remember we got home from the trip and I said to my dad, and I said, please promise me you'll never make me live with those kids. And he goes, yeah, like for sure. That won't happen. Well, <laughs> going into my senior year of high school, he says, well, you know, we've kind of talked about it and it doesn't make sense that we have two mortgages and all that stuff. So we're going to, move in together so you're going to be coming with us and i'm like awesome and they're talking about moving somewhere that's a half hour 40 minutes away from where i go to high school so like we're talking about me riding on the highway for a half hour to go to and from school every day to a place that i don't want to live and all this stuff so i end up moving in for a little bit it goes terribly i like resent his lady yeah because of all this um things were bad and i felt like a lot of my dad was picking her over me type stuff so i was in a long running relationship with the girl and 
her parents actually, weirdly enough, offered that if I kept a steady job, I could come live with them. And, like, not in a weird, like... Yeah. They were actually super religious. They were like, you're going to stay in this room, no funny stuff, but, like, if you keep a job, you can come live with us so you can be closer to school and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. And you're how old? Yeah, I'm, like, 17. Okay. Uh, max. I might be 16 or 17. Um, so I keep this up, and then her awesome dad <laughs> decided to change the rules. He goes, ah, I know what I said, but no, you can't live here anymore. I'm like, oh, cool. Jesus. And, like, I can't be, I can't be mad at it. I'm like, you're letting your high school daughter's boyfriend live with you. Like, you know, what are you going to say? So my senior year ended up turning into, like, me kind of couch surfing from, like, friend's house to friend's house. Like, I was essentially kind of homeless. Like, it was not great. <laughs> yeah. But, like, at this point, things had deteriorated really badly between me and my dad. Um, so, yeah, I was a lot of, like, I would, there was one or two times where I literally couldn't find a place to stay. So I ended up sleeping in my car. So, like, there were a couple moments where I was literally homeless, like, my high school year of, or my senior year of high school. Jeez, uh, um, So we did that for a while. I graduated. And then... uh all this time, I was getting, if you don't know, I didn't know this, obviously, until now, when this was happening. Um, if you die, or if you die. If you die. If, if you die, it's forever. No. Um, <laughs> Maybe. If, you, if your parent dies before you're 18, you get, like, Social Security money paid to you from their, like, gathering, if, if you will, like, over time. Oh, okay. So I was getting, like, a monthly payment to me from my mother. And my idea was I was going to start putting all this money together to start getting my own apartment now that I was out of high school. And uh, I remember things kind of came to a head where um, I was going to get the final like payment I think I needed to make this all happen. I was going to get like a U-Haul truck and do all the things I needed to do. And all the checks were getting directly sent to my dad and he had to like forward them to me. So one time, I, that one time, I said, hey, I really need that money. I'm going to go, like, set all this stuff up. Can you send me the money, please? And he's like, yeah, if you head to the bank, I'll take care of it right now. I'm like, okay, cool. And bear with me. This will be a little bit of a stop and go thing, but trust me. Keep saying words. Uh, I go to the bank, and I said, I need to pull out X amount of money. And she's like, yeah, it's not there. I'm like, okay, let me go call my dad. I go out get on my tech or on my cell phone, like one of those shitty like Nokia's back then yeah. a long time ago. And I'm like, hey, they didn't have the money yet. Can you take care of that? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. So I wait a couple minutes, go back in. Money's still not there. I'm like, okay. So I call him again. I'm like, hey, remember that thing I just talked about like a couple minutes ago? And he goes, I talked to my my mother-in-law at this point. Well, who's my mother-in-law now? Uh, like I talked to your, or my stepmother, I should say. Um, we talked and we don't think you should have the money because we don't think that you're doing the right things with it. And I was like, I was shaking mad. I'm in the parking lot of like a credit union. I'm like, I was like, number one, that's my money from my mother. Like, this isn't your choice. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to get my life on track right now. Like I'm trying to get a place and start my life. And he's like, we just don't feel like you're doing the right things. And I was like, okay. So 
it was at that point I decided me and dad were no longer on good terms and we stopped talking for actually a couple of years. But despite that, I think a little help with my girlfriend at the time, got a place of my own, uh, started working like a shitty warehouse job, but nonetheless got on my own two feet, got my own place, was taking care of myself. Um, it was really cool. Like it wasn't the dream. I had a really shitty car and I didn't enjoy my job, but like all was well. I was taking care of myself. I had a girl, things were good. Um, so yeah, that was my entry into <laughs> like, I worked before that, but that was my introduction from like high school into adulthood with, you know, getting hit with adulthood real, real quick, you know, and out of necessity. As you're doing that, do you, if you can remember, do you have any expectations or goals or any insight in what you want the future to look like? Or was it more survival Dude. mode, get yourself yes. comfortable in that moment and just go with whatever happens is happening? Yeah, there were no aspirations. It was just get paid, <laughs> have a roof, you know, like I was, I didn't even grow up like poor or anything, but like kind of yeah. those last few years of high school and everything kind of like hardened me and kind of things got tougher, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of more like survival type shit than enjoying yourself. But, uh, yeah. So like at that point, no, I had no, I wasn't thinking of like careers. I was just thinking, you know, if I didn't want to keep the job I had, but you know, get a good paying job, take care of yourself. That's it. Um, and then kind of from there, you know, I kind of went from that to a couple of like pretty bad jobs. Like I ended up in like retail and things like that. And it wasn't until, what would it be like late twenties until I actually got like a job that was beyond like just a job. Like I ended oh, okay. up having like something with some sort of aspirations. I ended up. I think the first thing I took seriously was working in radio, and that was probably when I was, like, 27 or something like that. So what led to that? Yeah. So, uh, well, to rewind, it doesn't take much. Uh, what was it? Probably actually around the time that I got out of high school, a little bit after that, I ended up randomly landing a a radio internship at a local radio station, um, and it ended up being amazing. They're actually... The, pe the guy I worked for and the people that interned with me, I still keep in contact with these guys. Nice. Yeah. It's That's been, awesome. It's been, what, 15 plus years and yeah. we're still friends. Um, but ended up interning for this night show, a.k.a. didn't get paid, but showed up like five nights a week, hung out, did this evening show, and it was a blast. Like, it's how I got the nickname Danimal for a long time. That's what you actually, my gamertag used to be, which you knew Yep. originally um and yeah i just became the funny guy there i did like a lot of like stupid like stunt type stuff nothing like jackass level really but one time i fell into a, a fountain on purpose at the local mall and recorded it just to be an ass uh a lot of like radio prank type stuff and just silly shit but how does one display a prank over the radio of you getting pushed into a fountain. That sounds like a very visual. Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, we thought of that and that was one of the, the hurdles, but I basically, I really like hammed it up. And when I fell in, I like kind of just screeched and we had like audio oh of me going in the God. fountain. I was just like, Oh, 
And then a security guy like came up and approached me and I just immediately booked it for the, the exit nearest to where the fountain was and all was fine. Nice. Um, it, we did like a thing where we had to go to like to the local, we have a university of Toledo here. We were supposed to go <laughs> so dumb. We went around to like the women's dorms and we were doing a panty raid and you had to give us your panties to get, you know, tickets to whatever show. It was just stupid, like childish radio shit from like back then. Um, just shenanigans, shenanigans, but it always had me interested in getting into radio. I knew it was tough, much like it just seemed like a nice creative outlet. If it really came to, you know, me kind of finding something that I'd be geared towards. People yeah. always said I had a, a good voice. Um, people always thought I was funny. So it seemed like a good thing to get into. And I started putting some time and effort into that, but it kind of did fizzle out. Um well, there was a, another life moment. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're going to pivot for a minute, but it's important. Uh, while I was interning, I was still said with, with said girl friend that I had from high school. I stayed with her for just shy, just shy of seven years. Um, I proposed to her, and we got married. This was when I was 23. Uh, I got married at the age of 23, and people are like, that's really, really young. Yes, but I was with her for like seven years. It wasn't like we just decided to up and get married. Like, we had been together for a long time. And just to give everyone solace, she is she didn't die. So we're good. We can, like, you can unpuck her for the rest of the story. Continue. <laughs> so we get married. Um, at the time, I have, like, a tight group of friends and I just kept on noticing something was weird going on with her. And she had a close friend named, well, it doesn't matter, a close female <laughs> friend um, that she worked with. And uh, it's just weird. Like, never, never in my life did I think something was weird going on with my girlfriend and whatever. And uh, at the time, I had mutual friends where, like, one of my good friends, his girlfriend worked at the same place my girlfriend or my girlfriend did and uh we were all hanging out one day and we used to smoke a ton of pot <laughs> we were in the car and i was i remember going like i know it's weird guys but like i feel like something's going on with girlfriend and this female friend and my friend's girlfriend goes oh it's so weird that you say that and i was like excuse me and she's like yeah like Everybody at work just thinks it's so weird how, like, close they are and how much they hang out with each other. Just, like, the nature of their relationship. I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, that's shitty that you just confirmed my feelings. So we get married. This, I, I think we were married at this time. So, like, this was just, like, very, very shortly after we got married. And then one day I'm sleeping, and I wake up to somebody banging on my my door i had bought like a trailer really classy but i was 23 and married so i bought Bro, one of those, like you have your own you're good. You're so good <laughs> uh, uh somebody banging on my door i open up the door and there's a strange man on my no two strange men on my like deck yeah i'm a dick that sounds like the beginning of an interesting video <laughs> <laughs> two dudes and uh i'm sitting there like i'm sitting like shirtless i'm like can i help you and he's like I think your wife is having an affair with my wife. And I was like, oh, like, come on in. Yeah, come, on. <laughs> come on in. I'll put a shirt on. Yeah, let's talk. 
And basically, yeah, this guy was like, he kind of ended up finding out more than I did in the time that I did, but he found like weird fucking like love letters between my wife and his wife and all this weird stuff. It basically just confirmed everything that I thought was going on. And I think I mentioned it earlier, but she grew up extremely religious. Like her grandpa was a pastor. She grew up Pentecostal, and if you don't know what that is, it's the people that run up and down the aisles speaking in tongues and dancing and jumping, and, like, it's hardcore church. Yeah. Um, So she was very, like, she grew up in a very repressed situation. So looking back now, I'm very, very, very confident, and I'll tell you more details, but I think my ex... Just grew up very sheltered, found out about alcohol, and had a wacky night with her girlfriend, thought she was in love and everything. By the way, spoiler alert, she's not a lesbian. Like, she's now, years and years and years later, she's with men. The last time I saw, like, on social media, like, years ago, she's with a guy. Trust me, like, people are gay sometimes. She just wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, the quote. Trust me. People are gay sometimes. If you guys didn't know, Lokes is your source. You can trust him. Some people are gay. She wasn't. Okay, continue. Sometimes dudes like dudes. Sometimes chicks like chicks. Uh, So, like, I had to, I contact her the day this happens, and I'm like, hey, I've talked to, you know, so-and-so. And she's like, all right, I'll go. I'll come over later and stuff. And then she ends up, like, putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. I'm standing outside, like, chain-smoking cigarettes because I'm, like, dying. And uh, she basically admits that everything was true. And she tells me that she doesn't love me like you should love a husband. I love you more like a friend. And, like, that's awesome to find out after we got married. <laughs> yeah. Um, She loves this girl, their soulmates or whatever. I'm like, okay. So, basically, everything falls apart very, very Abruptly, very unexpectedly, everything kind of goes to shit. Um, so, yeah. I This was, like, during, like, the housing crash of, like, 2008 and stuff. So I end up... I was supposed to be splitting everything with her, and now I'm single. I live in a place I can no longer afford. Um, everything's on my shoulders because everything was in my name. She splits... She has the audacity to, like, get petty and tries to, like, what's the word? Like, she wanted to, like, take some of our wedding gifts and shit. I'm like, oh, this isn't a parting gift situation. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you don't get to pick and choose your prizes after you ruin my life. And then, like, I won't go into it, but there was another thing where a very, very close female friend of mine who was kind of mutual friends with my ex only because she was friends with me, I find out, like, after the fact I break up with my ex, she went and, like, had a night out drinking with her, and I'm like, hey, like, not cool. And she got, like, really shitty with me, and she's like, I'm friends with her, too. And I'm like, yeah, but your friend kind of ruined my life, and the only reason you knew her was because of me. And so basically I lost, like, a best, best, best friend. I lost my, you know, ex. Um, I went through deep, 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 
deep depression. It was the only time in my life that I was actually suicidal, which is kind of embarrassing in a way. Not like why? I just for the fact of like just because of what it was over. Like you should never a uh, word to the wise of anybody listening. A significant other is never no reason to ever 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 want to kill yourself, but definitely not a significant other. You will always 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 move on. It's never that serious. <laughs> Interesting. Like, I don't know if I, I agree. You, in what way? way? Go ahead. In that I think we can all attach certain values to certain things. And so one reason isn't, I mean, I, I think I will also agree in that you shouldn't. There's, yeah. You shouldn't. Don't. Stay here. Please be with us. Just go please. take a nap. Wake up to fight another day tomorrow. You're going to do great. But I think that to judge anyone's reasoning for getting to that point is silly in a way. Because I think we can all think of things that are very, very important to us, that matter, that affect us in certain ways, that might not be felt to the same depth by others. But there's no, like, again, I think they should, you shouldn't allow someone to have that much control over your life. But I can definitely understand having that, having your life be that person. And so when that, whether it's a job, whether it's your physical abilities, whether it's your partner, we can make certain things our life, and when those things disappear, it can feel as though our life isn't worth living anymore. It can feel like, okay, well, what's the fucking point now? And so yeah. you go to that dark place, and I feel especially, and that's why I feel with it being a person, that's a real, like, you can be so affected and attach so much value and joy and purpose to someone else in your life that when that goes, your will can go with it. But there is the important understanding of they weren't your whole life. You were a whole person before. You are a whole person after. It's just having that wherewithal to to remember that. Because, yeah, when you're in those dark places, fucking hell, dude. It's really hard to see any sort of joy, any good thing you have going on that is reason enough to stick around. So it's, it's one of those, I don't want you to judge yourself in hindsight in terms of I shouldn't have or whatever. Like, no, you definitely felt what you needed to do. That person was your life. That person was your love, your joy. And you were disastrously betrayed by them. And that's something yeah. that can take away your desire to exist. Cause I assume you trusted her with your entire life. I assume that she was your entire life. You were thinking about things in the future with her included. And so with that gone, that just removes the entire potential of life in and of itself. So yeah. that's one of those, like I never, I never want people to judge themselves for feeling those feelings because they are 1000% valid. Just is very important to have the perspective that there, there is a reason to stay. There are so many so many, so many, so many people that love and care and are here. And yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that, but continue. No, that's fair. That's a good point of way of looking at it too. Um, and yeah, actually <laughs> to your point, I even about the whole trust thing, I think I, my memory sucks, but I think even when this whole thing was going on before it all came to a head, I, I think I approached her and I was like, are you cheating on me? And she was like, no, like I would never, ever, yeah. ever do that to you. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, I really took that 
shockingly for yeah. the truth. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something with I was with for seven years. And I was just like, okay, yeah, like she wouldn't lie to me. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it came to that. Um, I ended up closing off like hard. Like I stayed at home like a lot, a lot, a lot for like a year. Um, I smoked a whole lot of pot. Hey. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was okay with it then. Yeah. Um, I had some close friends that came around. We'd almost always hang out at my house. Um, just smoked, hung out. This was actually around the time too that, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall came out. Nice. So like, it was actually the perfect like coping movie where you know you get your fucking heart broken by you know blah 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 blah. But, um, <laughs> that's so that actually I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. That through line. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's. And I was actually more comical. I was so like heartbroken that I was afraid to watch it. But then like I watched Aww. it. I'm like, oh, this is the perfect movie ever actually for it. Um, and then there was like this whole period where I just felt like really like <laughs> not to state the very obvious. I felt like very fucked over by the whole thing. Like I just oh, felt yeah. like I just I was the loser in all of it. Not like that I felt like a loser, like everything like went against me. Like I everything just fell apart for me. And I was just like, yeah. you know what this sucks dude and like i know it's a weird aspiration but like i grew up and my my grandparents lived in florida i just always enjoyed florida and i don't know what it is but i did and i always wanted to move to florida so i realize it's a crazy place to live now but nonetheless um so after this whole thing went to shit i at one point just decided i'm like you know what i'm gonna move to florida like i'm gonna set myself kind of like a timeline I'm going to save up some cash. I'm going to move to Florida and just do me like it's going to be about me. I'm going to, you know, turn things around. Da, 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 da. And I don't know. Are you familiar? It's corny, but it is what it is. <laughs> if you ever heard that, uh, it was a movie and a book, but it's called Into the Wild. That I've heard of it. I don't think I've watched or read it. I know I haven't read it for sure. I might have watched it. It's I'll a hell of a no. stretch of a connection, but it's about a guy uh, a real life story where a guy, he always felt like an outcast and he didn't really feel like he belonged in society and stuff. So one time he ended up like he finishes college, he donates all of his money to charity and he moves to like Alaska to live out in the middle of fucking nowhere. But like, not that I was doing something that drastic, but like the piece of that movie, it came out like around the same time as well. And I read the book and everything, but it really, really like struck a chord with me. And I really had this like drive in me to like, I just want to like drop everything, go move and do what I want to do and start over. And like, I started like walking a ton. Like my brain just would never stop. My brain would just never shut off because of all the shit that was going through my head with the breakup. I just walk for like hours outside thinking about shit, planning things. And how long is this and after, then, by the way? Uh, this all took place within like a year of me finding out of everything going okay. south. Yeah. And it took like about a year actually from it going down to I put it on her to pay for the divorce since nice. she was the cost of it. Yeah, yeah. Um and I didn't have the money. So I'm like, well, so I had to like stand by and wait to officially get divorced from her because of financials getting in the way, blah blah blah. So so I'm kind of waiting for this whole thing to officially come to an end. I plan things up where I'm gonna get rid of the house and do all this stuff. 
and we have the divorce. I had to go like to court with her and everything. And I remember <laughs> I took her outside and I was like, Hey, and we hadn't talked for like a year. And I was like, Hey, I'm moving to Florida and I don't ever want to talk to you again. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. if you could like basically forget that I exist, that'd be great. I'm going to go start over. Best of luck to you. And, uh, I couldn't, like I said, this was during the housing crisis thing where everything went to shit. I already had the shittiest of homes you can have, which is a trailer, like a mobile home or whatever you want to call it. Hey, it's, it um, can move. It could if it <laughs> wanted to. It could be mobile if you wanted it. Um, I couldn't sell it at all. Like, literally, not a single person was interested in looking <laughs> or buying it. Like, never. Never had an inch of interest. So... It's at the worst time for this ever. And I remember I called like the mortgage company and I basically said, like, I said, I can't afford it. And they're like, well, tough. And I go, all right, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm literally walking away from my house, like not figuratively. I'm going to leave my house. And they're like, okay. And like, there was a point. I remember the guy on the call was like, basically going like shit. Like you do have that option basically like it's not great for you but yeah we can't really stop you from like literally just leaving the premises so i at the peak of everything being the worst i just walk away i leave like half the shit in my house i gave like half it to my sister at the time i'm like hey do you need this stuff go go nuts like that's yours i pack what i can in a u-haul i had a really 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 shitty car that like actually kind of majorly broke down right before moving to Florida, but I had to like tow it behind the U-Haul. I had a dog at the time, which was brilliant. <laughs> Smart. But I pack up my dog. I tie up my car to the back of the U-Haul and I head south for Florida. And as corny as shit as it is, <laughs> there's a, like I said, that story about the guy with Alaska. Yeah. And there's like a soundtrack to the movie and it's got like some Eddie Vedder songs and stuff. And, like, I, like, cranked one of the songs up from the movie. Like, when I hit, like, the highway to, like, head south to Florida, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, this feels nice. good. I had, like, some joints rolled up for the drive down there. Oh, like, perfect. I was, like, good to go. Um, You know, we stopped overnight to sleep one night. We get down there. And, uh, yeah, this things just kept taking turn after turn after turn. Um, While I was... I had money saved up for this whole move and I find out, I think it was like after I left actually some like major expense that I didn't know what was coming through came through and wiped out my bank account while I was with a U-Haul with all my shit in it to move to Florida. So I'm like, I'm literally like penniless and I have like, I don't have money to like fill up the U-Haul for gas. So there was some weird dumbass like loophole going on at the time banking wise where like you could just like overdraft your account and I just kept overdrafting my account as long as I could for like a couple of days filling up gas tanks pulling money out of the ATM because I knew it was going to like shut off at some yeah and I had set up a living situation with literally from some girl on like roommates.com or something insane Somebody I'd never met, I get there the first day. I think she's cool because she wants to go get a tattoo on her neck. Not realizing, like, in hindsight, like, neck tats are a pretty ballsy move for either 
you know, a certain lifestyle or people that are a little unstable. You know what I mean? Like some people it's totally normal and then some people it's not so much. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was the unstable type, uh, 100%. Uh, uh, literally mentally ill, like literally. Like she, we ended up button heads hard. She was actually like a drug addict. I didn't know. It was actually the first time I was ever around cocaine in my life. Uh, she had like a party and I, I'm so like ignorant to the whole thing. Like I literally, at one point I go, wow, people are going in and out of my bathroom a lot. Oh my <laughs> God. And then I started like realizing everybody's behavior. I'm like, oh, everybody's on cocaine here. Yeah. Um, she ends up being a lunatic. Uh, we start fighting a lot. She like essentially kicks me out of the place they were staying in. And trust me, like, I would tell you if I was being a bad roommate, I really wasn't. Like, I had, at this whole time, this is also when my severe anxiety stuff was also coming to a peak after the divorce and doing all this stuff and the stress. Um, She ends up kicking me out. I luck out big time, find a place to live with a couple of gay dudes who are gay together. Nice. And and a 40-year-old bachelor dude to boot on the side, the straight guy, um, just a bunch of dudes living in a house. And, uh, that was actually a really cool living situation, but I was lucky that I found it. Um, it also helped me out mentally because I mean, I'll admit it now. It's like, it's all right. Well, I won't say it's embarrassing, but cause you're going to probably correct me, but probably when I went through with what I did with my ex, um, I ignorantly just started like, <laughs> like hating gay people. <laughs> like, as oh, if, I re- yeah. Yeah. As if it was like somehow to blame for everything. Um, and I just thought like, I don't know. I just had a lot of ignorant thoughts and, uh, it ended up like I move in with these gay guys and they were the fucking best. And like, they gave me a really, really true insight into like the gay community and what it means to actually like be legitimately gay (laughs) and like how they're totally decent people and they're not evil and they're not out to steal your wife and you know stupid shit like that and you know i just had a bunch of dumb young ignorant thoughts and yeah luckily you know it was a big wake-up call and like oh yeah i'm an idiot these guys are totally fine they're just people like anybody else and wow you should probably open up your mind and be a decent person too um so that was cool i'm glad i encountered them it was actually a huge really cool learning experience um but yeah the anxiety stuff which you know is a big piece that kind of all evolved out of the divorce thing um definitely followed through with the ohio or the whole florida move and then when i was living in florida i ended up weirdly (laughs) this was brilliant rekindling a relationship with a girl from that I went to school with and we started doing a long distance relationship relationship thing where she'd come down visit me I'd come visit her and then I eventually decided to move back to where I live now for her and when I moved back home this was after like I don't know like an eight month relationship I gave up everything again in Florida and moved back home because she wanted me to and when I got here and moved into her house, she literally one day goes, I don't like living with you. Like, I don't, I don't like, it doesn't feel right that you live here. I'm like, well, guess what? I do. And I kind of 
gave up everything to be here for you. And she just changed a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And just totally flipped on me. And it was bizarre. It made, it gave me severe, severe anxiety issues. Like I had to like have friends come over. So like to pick me up and I could go hang out somewhere else. So I wasn't like living in hell constantly. How long did you stay there? Not that long. Like I ended up, I ended up the job I had in Florida. It's like a chain. It's called, it's called batteries plus. Nice. Uh, yeah. 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 It's like a chain. And I ended up finding that there was one in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So I kind of basically got like a transfer almost. So I had a job there and I just had to save up some money once again, move out and start over again on my own. And, uh, yeah, I was only for a couple months there. It was basically like living with an ex almost while living with her, which sucked because it was just awful because we just weren't happy at all together. Yeah. And then we did a little on again, off again thing once after that. And that was obviously a horrific decision. Usually is. Yeah. And then shortly then afterwards, I met Mrs. Lokes. Thank God. Would and, you uh, like to tell everyone if they haven't realized what your actual name is? Uh, my name is Dan Lauks. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who's just tuning in or who's continued to tune in, Lokes' last name isn't actually Lokes. It's Lauks. Yep. He never corrected me for, it was probably a good year, year plus before yeah. you decided yeah, yeah. to finally just say, hey, by the way, that's not how you say it. So yeah, fun fact, one, everyone, it's Lauks. So it's one of my Lauks one of my Lauks. favorite moments of your stream was not even just you, like collectively, like at least a dozen people going like, what the fuck? That's not your name. Yeah. You're just <laughs> like, I don't care. It's just been Lokes. I just roll with it. Jeez. And it ended up, ended up making a fantastic streamer name anyway. I mean, you don't have to worry about how to spell it. You, I assume most people assume L-O-K-E is Loke. So you're well, freaking good. Think. Oh, I did. Uh, I, I hosted Grease Monkey and he was like, Thank, thanks, Lokis. And he kept calling <laughs> me Lokis. And uh, Keanu still calls me Lokis all the time. It's hilarious. But he said uh, it like a half dozen times. He's like, no, thanks for the host, man. I appreciate you, Lokis. And uh, I just rolled with it. That's Again. perfect. So, okay. Um, so how do you get back into radio? And how yeah, do we? Yeah. yeah. Right, Jesus. You're so good. <laughs> yeah. We took a, a, quick, a quick detour. Um, so, yeah. What was it? So when I got with Mrs. Lokes, I was still doing the the battery uh sales thing it was a it was a pretty big deal no it really wasn't at all uh i worked at like a retail store that sold batteries uh just because i did it for a long time and i knew a lot about batteries it was not a passion of mine believe it or not what it's such an I exciting know. endeavor take your time with that yeah <sighs> um so then i think i got ended up getting like a retail job yeah, actually, like at a used video game store, which actually was kind of fun, but other than the fact that you got to deal with the public and all that. Yep. Um, but like, a, I think it was a friend of mine's girlfriend worked at a radio station and like kind of had an in. And I was like, oh, I really, really always enjoyed radio. Like, I wonder if I could. And she told me that they were supposed to be hiring. So I uh, put my name in the in the mix. <laughs> actually, very, very funny story. And it's quick. Uh, before I landed the radio gig, and between that and the retail job, I ended up taking a pizza job out of like necessity. And uh, I worked there for at a pizza gig for six days. Nice. 
And on the sixth night, <laughs> the owner came in and goes, so tonight's our last night of being open for business. Oh. And uh, <laughs> the whole staff was like, what now? You know? And uh, he's like, yeah, we, we're going out of business. And everybody like looked at me for some reason. They're all like, we feel really bad for you. You just started working here. I'm like, no, I'm the least I have. I can do things like you guys have been relying on this place for your job for months or years. Jesus. I'll find a place. So luckily, like, I think within days, the radio station was like, hey, come on in for an interview. Nice. Uh, they liked me, got hired for the job. Um, I ended up working for the morning show, slowly moved into like doing weather and traffic reports. Hey. Um, so that was fun, actually. I got moved, Jesus, I got moved to the afternoon show where the afternoon host didn't actually broadcast from the radio station we were at. Like the morning show, the morning host was in studio. I could see the guy, talk to him, everything. The afternoon show host like dialed in remotely from like another state. And, oh. Uh, yeah, it was weird. But he was kind of like a a local fixture, if you will, of, like, talk radio and stuff. It was a talk radio station. Okay. And uh, we just, like, never hit it off. Like, I I got hired on to do his traffic and weather in the afternoons. And, like, I think you could, you could agree. I understand, like, you can kind of uh, dress things up a bit to make it more ent entertaining. But, like, I think you'd agree that traffic and weather isn't the most exciting thing to, like, recite on air. No. And uh, I got off one day of, like, doing my report, and he goes, okay, thanks, Hal. And he was basically referring to me as, like, the robot from 2001, A Space Odyssey, basically saying, like, I sounded super robotic and was, like, being an <laughs> asshole. And I was like, okay, thanks, you know, fuckface. Oh, my. And then, like, right around this time was when my daughter was born. Like, I had just started on the afternoon show. Little Oaks is becoming a child in the world. It was literally the day after my kid was born. I get a radio, or I got a radio. I get a call from my boss telling me that the asshole that hosts the afternoon show was firing me from the weather and traffic job and that, like, I could no longer be on the show. And I'm like, Bro, I'm literally in the hospital right now with like with my brand oh. new baby, and you're telling me like she's like, well, we still have like a job for you. We can still like find you something to do, but you're off the show. I'm like, oh, that's cool. We'll fuck that guy anyway. <laughs> Trust Bro, me, like, and you're how old now? Twenty eight. It's, it's yeah. like the only plus to life thus far has been <laughs> Mrs. Lokes and the baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everything else is just you getting punched in the dick. Yeah, um, and, like, trust me, I would tell you if I was, like, a big, huge fuck-up in this. Like, he was universally hated. He actually got fired shortly afterwards. He was not a good guy. Um, but I ended up getting placed on what would soon be become the next afternoon show. The guy was in studio and live. He liked me. I ended up—this was, like, the coolest thing I got to do in radio, even though, you know, radio's not all that glamorous. Um, I basically got to become— like an unofficial co-host of the show. Like I wasn't billed on the name of the, the program or anything, but like 
we would basically bounce back and forth the whole show. I ran the soundboard. I took the calls, but I'd make like jokes here and there. And I'd kind of like halfway, like co-host the things. And it was really, really fun. Nice. Um, but, but like radio, like I said, it's not glamorous. It pays dog shit unless you're in like the top, basically, you know, 1% of radio yeah. broadcasters. Um, they treat you badly. <laughs> it was just really, yeah. I mean, like, just a lot of taking you for granted, and mm. like, you know, a lot of that. Um, so I think it was at that point, yeah. I found out through I had like a tattooed, like rock and roll type friend of mine. Uh, he ended up like landing a desk job, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like at a desk job. I was, like, intrigued by whatever he was doing. If he was into it, like, maybe I'd be into it, too. And it turned out that he'd kind of, like, moved into the recruiting world and, like, worked at a, a desk job. And uh, I got myself into that job. And this was in around, like, 2000... What would this be? 2013, maybe? twenty Something like that. Okay. Um, Maybe a little bit later, but whatever. Um, and kind of introduced me into like the, the white collar <laughs> branch of the world. At this point, I'd only worked like retail or, you know, backbreaking work or, you know, like low end, like very highly replaceable type jobs. And then I kind of got it moved into office life and like part of it sucked, but I actually really, really liked part of it. There's like a whole aspect of recruiting. There's like recruiters who basically like kind of walk you through the recruiting process of getting a job. And then the, uh, on the flip side, there's something called sourcing where it's basically like, Hey, we've got this really difficult to fill job and we can't find anybody to work at this job. I need you to go seek out people like this and, you know, kind of get them interested in a job. Okay. So I kind of became like a, an online like sleuth or detective basically trying to like do all these like cool, like, kind of sneaky-ish type things to kind of find people. Like, you got to gotta re be really creative. You got to, like, think outside the box. It's a lot of, like, you got to make it up as you go. Um, there's a lot of, like, tools involved online. Um, but it was a really, really interesting uh, arena to get into. I did that for a while at a couple of different companies. Kind of progressed every time I moved along to a different company with, like, pay and responsibility and title and things like that. And then I ended up moving to a recruiting software company. And I stayed there until they went out of business in November of last year. And I was uh, ceremoniously fired when they went out of business. And then that's when my little unemployment stint began. And around March, well, February of this year, we went to Loot Fest. I met your beautiful face and the other mods. And then in March of this year, I decided that I would give this whole streaming thing a try. And yeah, I've been doing this full time since March. Like, I have a unique, I think most people, you know, start out part time and kind of work their way up and stuff. But I was trying to like make this work from the get go to be a full time gig. Yeah. So it's been kind of a unique <laughs> entry. I mean, I'm fortunate that I've had like people like you and other kind of, figures that i paid attention to along the way from i started getting interested in streaming and during the quarantine i fell in love with it through stone mountain 64 spartacus a lot of the facebook players i found you through spartacus i've been around you for what i think shit two i think two almost two years, years yeah 
Jesus. Uh, so I've been around you for a long time. I know. Uh, started moderating for you. In the beginning, like, I always liked the entertainment aspect of it, but I, I didn't get into this thinking I would get into, you know, doing it myself. Yeah. But kind of tying back into the thing I said uh, about three hours ago about really not knowing what to do with career-wise, like, I kind of over time realized... I probably could have really dedicated my life to stand up, but it's it's not that I can't do it now. I should actually get into it. You should as, go to open mics and shit. Yeah, yeah, I should. And I keep telling myself that the only thing kind of hold me back is my anxiety, but I need to push through it and just do it. But it's basically more or less out of the way and not an option as a career now. Like I've waited too long. It involves a lot of travel. I've got a wife and a kid. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um. But this whole streaming thing really allows me to kind of be my silly self. It like lets me make people laugh. It allows me to create relationships with awesome people. Um, it lets me flex my creative muscles, like making videos and doing stupid skits and just silly shit. And it's it's really really nice, man. Like I know I know I'm preaching to the choir, but. People don't realize, and no, I'm not looking for sympathy from anybody. People don't realize it's it's a really, really, really hard job in more ways than one. Like, it's, if you're an emotional person, and I am, uh, it puts you through it. Uh-huh. Uh, it makes you feel a whole lot of things. Um, never underestimate a streamer when they tell you that they work a lot off of, off stream. Like, dude, I I know you know, but like, I spent like eight hours making like a minute and a half video one time. Like yeah. a, literally a day's worth of work on a minute and a half video. It's crazy. It's and insane. Like, I'm not complaining. It's just like, that's just how some of this shit works. Like sometimes just these little things like, but what's great is, you know, I've had a lot of shitty jobs that I didn't care about that I hated. Yeah. And it's different when you work eight hours on something you hate. It's it's different when you spend eight hours making something that makes you laugh, that makes other people laugh, that somebody thinks is entertaining. It's nice to like bring people together over, you know, stupid little shit that you do. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm putting myself down like playfully. I'm not really putting, well, of course, down. Um, you know, I'd like to flex that my lunatic community slash your community as well, too. Like a lot of them, we managed to do the, freaking fundraiser like a week ago where we raised like $3,700 in a week. And you're at 197 is... followers? Yeah. Yeah. We, I was competing. Ridiculous. I was competing with a lady that had 8,000 followers. Yeah. Like I actually beat her. Not like in, not in a petty uh, way. You. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you're at 200. Congrats on 200. Oh, I didn't know. You're I was exactly at 200 right now. I guess while we were talking, somebody Let's gave me a Let's go. Follow. Uh, but yeah, I was like going back and forth with a lady with 8,000 followers. And I was like, guys, we are competing with like, it's next level that I, there were tons of people in the fundraiser that had my size community. And like, I would see stuff in the discord. They'd be like, man, I'm, they were like, I, I got 20 bucks last night. And like, we were all like genuinely like, let's all, let's go, let's go. Yeah. They, were like, they were psyched. And I, I actually felt like an asshole. I barely talked in the discord. I'm like. We're at 2000. Uh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't want to be that guy, but like, 
I was so proud and I didn't want to come off as like braggadocious or something, but I was just like, I didn't know what to do. So I kind of just let it be. But like, you could do crazy things when you're around with amazing people. Like I couldn't have fathomed that we did what we did. It's insane. But like, it's been such a rewarding job so far, man. Like I, I know I'm, I'm telling you as if you don't know, but like, it's so rewarding, man. Like you, if you really, really do care about people and you are genuine with them and they're genuine back and you just, you get to spend so much time with people that they're from all different walks of life, man. It's crazy. Like I was saying it a couple of nights ago, like if it wasn't for streaming, there are so many people that I talk to daily that not only just geographically would I not have met them, but like totally different walks of life. Yeah. Like, like lifestyles and jobs and like everything, man. Like, and somehow we overlap and we have enough in common and enough, you know, shared that it all just makes sense. And you get to like kick it and get to know each other on like a personal level. And it's pretty amazing. I don't know. It's pretty rad. Would you say that that is the most unexpected thing, uh, unexpected positive thing you've experienced since switching to that side of the camera? Yeah. And I don't know. Yes. It's, you know, I, I experienced it in a different capacity watching you yeah, and like taking part in the mod squad. And I'm again, I know I've thanked you many times, but thank you again, man. Like just for of the fact course, that dude. you've done what you've done. Like you, you know, I got to work for free for you for a long time. No, no, <laughs> like I got to mod for you. I got to be, I got to be surrounded by the best people ever with the rest of your mods. Um, you know, we started growing such a tight, tight friendship with everybody. We've oh, been yeah. through some shit. We've been through great stuff. We've been through terrible stuff. Um, even with everybody just in the community alone, like, you know, we see people. We had our first, like I said, our we're Lokes folks. We had our first Lokes folks birth a couple days ago. Hey! Like, like, it's nice, crazy. Dude. Like, that's crazy. You know, like, it's, I don't take that shit lightly like it's so cool man like you you know we got like ghost in uh we share ghost between communities like ghost has got a new job he's psyched about starting next week like yeah those little like community personal moments the things that are just like amazing and they're excited and they get to move on with things and i don't know it's just so cool man it really really is it'd be yeah i'm really 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 glad that i took the leap and i decided to kind of give this a try Dude, so am I. I can't even you saying March. I can't believe it's been <laughs> five months. Yeah. And it's weird that like you kind of I have like a micro dose, <laughs> micro dose uh, of like what you've gone through, like a very I have like a 10 percent dose of what you've gone through. So like you've had you know, an experience. Have- it could be exactly what I've gone through. You don't know. In well, terms know, of but, how you've experienced it, I should say. Yeah. Like, luckily, I haven't been through, like, what you went through with, like, Facebook being a absolute oh, yeah. fire. And, yeah. you know, but, like, you know, I've already seen, it looks like it might not become anything, but just even since I've started, we've got the birth of threads, which means we might just have another platform that we need to grow on and expand our reach and monetize or, like, you know, all this stupid shit. And I already, when I post a video, I got to post it to... People don't realize, like, I got to sit here for a half hour and post a video to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, 
wherever the hell else. Like I, I posted like five or six places. Yeah. Like posting it alone and putting the little hashtags on and everything. It takes forever. And then obviously that's on top of making the video. Um, it's just like all this stuff. It's not that I didn't know that it didn't. It's not that I didn't know it existed before getting into it, but it's one of those things that like you really, really don't know until you start doing it, how much time and how much effort it takes. Um, it's hard to like, not just be like every single other streamer in the world. And like, it's hard to come up with something original. I've only come up with like a thing, I think. <laughs> and, you know, I try to tap into things like that. You know, I'm trying to try to differentiate yourself from the group is hard. Um, as you know, like it's hard for content to take off like the off stream stuff. Oh yeah. Um, like I put out videos and no, I haven't put out a single video thinking like, this is the one man, this is the one, but I have like videos that I hope do decent and nothing has hit like over, not like it's horrible, but nothing has hit like over a couple hundred views, you know? Yeah. And you kind of hope that like something, just one thing takes off and it's such a fucking gamble, man. Like it's just, it's a numbers game. It's just, you got to put out content, 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 hope that something takes off, hope that they click on your profile, hope that they follow, you know, it's all, it's not luck, but luck is definitely a factor. Oh yeah. A lot of hard work, you know, cause like you're, you do great, but like you are, I'm not kissing ass. I'm telling you the truth. I said this on my stream. Like, you're one of those people that I don't understand how you're not, like, four to five times bigger than you are. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I it. I mean it. Yes. It's very, very much the truth. Like, between just one-off things that have happened with you, like, the time that you ran into Tim the Tapman, and, like, um, just things you've been through with, like, Stone Mountain, like, things that kind of, like, could have just ignited that little bit that you needed more. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's introduced you to more and more people, but... You, I, it's gonna happen. It has like number wise, you have to take off. More because... <laughs> That's why I'm just not stopping. The only, the yeah. only way you can not succeed is if you quit. So I'm just yeah. gonna keep going. Fucking send it because that's yeah. all you can do, dude. And that's, and I was curious if, oh, say what you were gonna say. No, I was just gonna say, like, to the whole like emotional thing, like, and again, I know I'm. I'm putting the Lokes words out there. I'm not looking for sympathy or anything when I say this. I, I wasn't talking to you, just anyone listening. Like, I have been through some severe, like, ups and downs already in this, like, short stint I've been on here. Like, I, you, you feel things that you don't want to feel. You question things you don't want to question. Like, you, it's simple stuff, man. Like, you think, if I do this, are people going to stick around or is this person no longer tuning in because I suck? Is it because I did something wrong? Did I hurt their feelings? Did Is the content bad? Should I start streaming at a different time? Should I change what game I play? Should I, should I focus more time on them? Should I focus less time? Like, and I've, I've literally cried. <laughs> like, yeah, I would say a dozen times in the last like five months, you could ask my wife, you know, I've, I've questioned everything. I've gotten sad. I've gotten mad uh, to be obviously very fair. I've been, happy the vast majority of the time oh yeah but it's crazy like the roller coaster that you go on even in the short amount of time i've been doing it so i haven't even been through anything like severe and i've been crazy fortunate like i could still be easily streaming to like one person or less on a daily basis but through good fortune of being 
in connection with you and you being kind with sending people over, we tend to hold like anywhere from between like 20 and 40 people at a time. And that's crazy for how long I've been on here. Like that's unheard of for most people. Like, no, that's not like, you know, celebrity numbers, of course, but like for somebody that's been in the game as short a time as I have, that's very fortunate. And I've told you, and I still feel the exact same way. Like, I don't owe everything to you. I I owe you for you being kind enough to kind of share me with your people. And then I credit me with the fact that I've kind of held people's attention as long as I have with certain people. So yeah, you kind of, you kind of opened the door for me, but it was my job to make sure people came back basically. 1000%. Um, like I've been, I've gone on raids and hosts and things and I've tuned into the person and it just doesn't snap. Like you, I tune out within 30 seconds. It's like, yeah, that's tough for me. Yeah. So like, it's, it's not an automatic thing. Like, oh, you get a raid. Even if it was somebody bigger, like if Stone Mountain raided me, it doesn't mean like I hit the big time. It means I have a very short window to impress maybe 10% of these people. Yeah. And hopefully some of them return and kind of come back to me on a somewhat regular basis. And, you know, it's, it's a grind, man, but it's worth it. I enjoy it a lot. Luckily, I love technology. I love computers. I love editing, you know, media. It's fun. Like it's, it takes forever, but it's a lot of fun and it's rewarding. You get to like see the thing that you created. You get to make it the way you want it. Um, it's your fault or your, <laughs> or it's to your credit, if it does well or bad, you know, it's all on you. And, uh, I don't know. It's very, very rewarding in a sense. Um, and I'm very, very glad I tried it. I mean, it's easy. It sounds so cliche and so obvious, but like, it's so easy to not do it, you know, to oh, not yeah. like, commit, like, it's so easy to just never go for it. And yeah. this, I think this is the first time in my life. Really, really, really. Other than like maybe moving to Florida where I took like a big leap. Like yeah. I had to buy a fair amount of shit. I didn't have to, but I wanted to do it right. So I bought a fair amount of equipment. Uh, so I invested in myself, if you will. And I don't know. It's It's been rewarding, man. It's been really, really nice. I don't know. I, I think I'm just repeating myself at this point. <laughs> no, you're saying amazing things. <laughs> what of the difficult things that you mentioned are you like, what are you most focused on? It can be one or a few things. What are you most focused on improving? Yeah. Or becoming more consistent with solid with whatever language you choose to use. Yeah. Um, couple things like I want to, I need to become more, um, structured. I, uh, what's funny is, well, I don't think it's funny. The odd thing is, leading <laughs> up. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Keep going. Uh, leading up to this venture, I was actually doing the best I have done in my entire adult life of eating well and exercising. And that went out the window entirely since nice. I started streaming. I, I kind of just put it. I'm not making excuses. I just started putting all my time and energy into this and I yeah. just dropped everything else. Um, but I need to start working that back into my life because obviously for all the reasons, like, you know, it's going to make me feel better. I'll be less tired all the time. I'm going to have clearer mind, um, just overall better health. You know, I mean, I'm 
obviously preaching to the choir of I don't work out man in the United States. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a big thing. I want to get much more structured with planning for the week or the month or whatever. I mean, I was doing okay for a little bit and then it got away from me again. Um, but I do find that when I'm, if I sit down and I schedule like every Twitter post for every stream ahead of time, so I'm not sitting there at the beginning of stream every day, like trying to fumble through, oh, what should I say? What should be the GIF or what should be the image? And I sit there like question shit for five minutes instead of just committing to it. If I schedule that ahead of time, it makes me so much more clear headed. Nice. I'm ready to go. Um, I need to be much more structured with my offline content. Like I kind of just do it here and there. If something comes up and I feel like, uh, if something kind of just strikes my brain as like, Oh, that'd be a good video. I kind of just do it in the moment. Nice. Um, but I need to like actually dedicate a day or days of the week where I sit down, I do nothing but edit some videos and schedule it and get all that stuff out there. Um, and yeah, like it's these little, like, if people listening aren't aware, I started doing these little like TikToks and short form videos. Of, I just call them basically something along the lines of, uh, like moments without context from live streaming. And they're these little, little tiny stupid snippets from my stream. And they just make for funny little short videos. Like luckily those I can bang those out very easily and very quickly. Um, but when it comes to, I have this video that I'm working on right now where I was trying to move animals from one pen to another in Minecraft and it was a fucking disaster and it was hilarious because I was getting infuriated and it's, it's so funny, but it's like a 10 minute long video and it takes hours and hours and hours to make. And I got to get better at like putting away a chunk of time every week to just sit down mandatory and get things like that done. This has been sitting on my computer for over a week now and I need to make it. I need to get it out. Why is and, it taking uh, so long? I don't know, dude. For one thing, like I go, the way I kind of do it is like, I'll go through, I'll kind of do the initial like fat trimming of, you know, what I don't need around it. And then I kind of go through a few rounds of like trimming here and there and making sure that there's no like wasted time in it. And then there's usually the added element of like adding little like meme type things in the middle of it or sounds, or if it's going to be like a short, if it's going to be like a TikTok type video, I got to go through and put the, the subtitles on top of it. Like all these little elements that kind of add up and it's like kind of a whole process. And, uh, yeah. And I, unfortunately, I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I'll like outsource the editing. Cause I don't really, know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I just have like a control thing with like, no, that's I know. Fair. Yeah. Like I know where I kind of want things to go, even though nothing of mine's taken off, but like, I know what in my mind, what I want it to be. So I have a hard time of like relinquishing that control to somebody else, but you know, who knows? I could be totally talking on my ass with that. I could find somebody great that has the same kind of image and can do exactly what I want. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll there's still so many people who still edit there. I think even Lucci still edits his own stuff. And really? he's, yeah. And he's one of the, yeah, he's, he'll take days to just edit his long form. Pretty sure he does his own short form. Yeah, he does. That's why I always, 
recommend everyone just edit their own shit when you start because it also just gives you i'm so well, i've been so proud and happy that you've been doing it because you have been putting out such good stuff and it's yeah it lets you control like what do i what is the story i'm telling what do what version of myself do i want everyone to see and yeah. then you are just in complete control if avail if, like you were saying earlier if the video does well awesome it was you if the video didn't do well awesome it was you so yeah. you yeah. there's only one way you're not stuck sitting there like well fuck if they would have done one thing differently then the video would have popped you don't right. know because yeah. you're giving it up to someone. Yeah. So that's, but I can, it also depends on how much time you want to spend. Cause that's especially, well, as you keep going, it's going to be easier and easier. You'll have presets. You'll know, all right, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You'll be done with something in an hour where now it's taking you four to eight or 10 or whatever the hell it is. Right. But yeah, dude, that's, you can, there's no shame or any negative connotation with editing your own stuff. That is, and you have what I would assume is the time to do it. Why the hell not? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like loving people, it. Why not? I'm, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Chadwick do his own stuff too? I want to say Chad. Yeah. Like he, dude, he's the goat. When he, were you watching those like Activision, like skits that he was doing? Yeah. Dude. So, so great, dude. Like I, I know Chadwick's not like Tim the Tab Man, but like he is like a, He's a dude that I aspire. Like, man, I see his shit. I'm like, man, that is. I'm so mad I didn't come up with that. Yeah. And I am like, he makes me want to be better with like offline content. He's so goddamn good at it. Yeah. And unfortunately, I haven't seen him making much lately. He's probably doing other things with you know streaming, but he's just a dude that I look up to. I'm like, dude, if I could, if I could touch <laughs> like a glimpse of what he does, and I don't, I think he's pretty underrated in the grand scheme of things too when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I can't believe one of those videos didn't take off, like, massively. But, it's, yeah, it, that's the only so frustrating part. Yeah, you're because it can be a great video. And for some reason, nothing sticks. That's why it's, I'm very happy. Or it's good to know that you are in the mindset of enjoying making the videos. Because if oh, you yeah. were not enjoying it and just doing it to have the success of the videos, you're going to drown yourself in sadness so quickly. But the fact that yeah, you even yeah. just enjoy creating it, so great. What yeah. do you have any, if you could tell someone who's just about to start to stream, they're starting their first stream tomorrow, what would you tell them? Uh, wow. I got, I, I'm getting that question. Mm -hmm. I, I've seen you get asked the question a million times from people. Yeah. Um, I just did a whole thing where I was explaining my thoughts out loud. Uh, I say... It's very easy. So, again, I've been very fortunate. This is going to go somewhere, I promise. Uh, I've been very fortunate that I've had people in my stream basically at all times since I started. But during the 24-hour stream, which was a... Don't do that. Don't do a 24-hour stream. Yep. Um, it was the wee morning hours, and I was playing Minecraft by myself, and I realized, like, all my fantastic people, more or less, had, like, all gone to bed because, of course, they were going to. They have to at some um, point. Yeah, it was inevitable, and I knew that. But I realized there was a point where I was alone, and I was so goddamn tired. And I was like, there was like a little bit where I just sat there not talking. I'm like, oh, I, I got to keep talking. <laughs> even if even if I'm not talking to somebody, like I need to act as if there's somebody in here listening to me talk. So 
I, I tune in. I had some people that have found my stream and they stream. So I go check out their stream. If I could say stream a few more times in this sense, it'd be great. A couple more times. Yeah, yeah. Stream, stream, stream. I've seen some small-time streamers come across mine, and I go check out their streams. And no, I'm not a seasoned veteran, but I'll go in, and they have, like, a viewer or two. And, like, they'll go 10, 15 minutes without ever looking to see if someone said anything in chat. Mm. Um, regardless of that, even if they do or don't, they don't say anything for, like, stretches of time that are, like... I get uncomfortable. Like, please just say something. Like, say anything. <laughs> like, just say, are you alive? Blink yeah, if you need like, help. There's, because it makes me think of before I got into streaming or even, like, was interested in it in any way, the concept of people, I used to be like, you watch people play video games. So, yeah. like, when you tune in and somebody's literally blankly staring at a screen and not talking and they're literally just playing a game and not interacting with you in any way, it gets weird. Yeah. So... If you start out and you're going to start out with like no one, it's going to happen. Just talk like you don't have to talk nonstop, but just talk a little bit, you know, make little stupid jokes to yourself. If you have a sense of humor uh, or if you're if you're more of like the skilled type player, kind of just talk through like, hey, all right, so circles closing in. I'm going to wrap here to the left. I'm going to see if I can get some high ground here and see if we can, you know, make it to the final circle here. Um, so definitely. Interaction, big thing. When you are interacting, don't bullshit people. Like, don't be a phony. Like, if you're going to ask a question, stick around and, like, look for them to answer the question you asked. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, don't just ask stupid surface-level things like, how's the weather? You know, like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to break open your soul to somebody, but ask something that kind of matters and have follow-up questions. Give a shit about what they're saying. Uh, um. You may not have the best setup in the world, but, you know, kind of make whatever it is that you've got the best it can be. You know, if you got, I got a shitty camera, but I've looked into videos where you can look into like filters and overlays and all these things that you can kind of put on top of lower budget things that can make it kind of better than it would be on its own. Um, What else? I mean, try not to like... There's nothing wrong with like kind of emulating somebody you look up to, but try to be yourself. You know, if you if you look up to like a Tim the Tab Man, there's nothing wrong with kind of like carrying somebody else's energy or something. But don't be like ripping off somebody's entire image. You know, just to yeah, be your own person. Um, just try to be yourself. Be genuine. Um, interact. Care about the interactions. Um. And also, like, you're going to have people be shitty to you. <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Um, you really, I've actually been happy with, people are probably going to be laughing at me, but for the most part, I really don't let a lot of those shitty people get to me. More times than not, like, I find it hilarious how shitty people can be and what they dedicate their time to. Yeah, but, that's fair. I don't know. Um, you're going to get hate for absolutely no reason. Uh, for existing it, yeah just i had a guy you I, this is a great story it's very very short but there was a guy that re, i didn't tell you about this a guy recently came into my stream and this was like his opener he was just like he said something like you look like a republican from the south and i was like what and he's like you just look like you'd be like 
a red state like southerner i'm like based on what and he's like you have a bald head and i was like okay and i go so like what's your deal and then he said something about he lives in germany and i go i could make some pretty wild assumptions (sighs) about where you live and the affiliations you could have and he goes that's xenophobic and i go you're out of your mind bro you literally just did the same thing to me and then no one even asked you and it's like i don't i just immediately banned him i'm like yeah Yeah, yeah, this is insane like you can come in here label me however you want but if i say anything jokingly back to you i'm a monster um but yeah people are special (laughs) (laughs) it was nuts dude um and like something too that i've been kind of I struggle more with this kind of stuff with streaming. I have a harder time when say I have somebody that's kind of a rot- a routine viewer and like they stop coming around. Yeah. Like like it like I don't want anybody to feel bad. That's not why I'm saying this, but like it kind of like hurts my feelings, but also like it makes me question like everything. I'm like did I stop making content that they like? Did they find somebody better? Like I, w- I almost want to do like an exit interview with yeah. people that that stop watching. Like, hey, no hate. Like, all but good. also, can you fill out this survey real fast? Yeah, just give me five to ten minutes. Like, was it me? Is it the content? Did I, you know, whatever? Um, so it's still like it's tough to accept that when people stop tuning in, but it's definitely part of the territory. I get that. Um, how have you thing? gotten with that? I remember that that's at least a few weeks ago or a month that was a struggle have you do you feel it's gotten better is it still something you're working through easier at times still as difficult at others yeah it's a little better but i i'm still not good at it like yeah i i'm a bit more accepting of it i don't like beat myself up it's just i don't know when to like analyze it or just when to go like oh it it happened that's all it is like i want to know if I just genuinely want to know if it's something that I'm doing content wise or if it was a completely meaningless, like this is just how their life is going and now they're not watching. Um, And I'm not going to be privy to that information. So I just got to deal with it and kind of, you know, adapt, but it is what it is. And then, you know, I'm a smaller streamer. I know I hold, like I said, somewhere, but usually around like 20 something people. And so when somebody new swings by, I get excited and like, you know, I'm like, oh, welcoming to them. And it's genuine. Like, I'm really I'm like, hey, somebody new, like, let's chat them up a bit. And then like, it'll go well. And then I feel like an overly eager, like, dude, like coming onto a chick sometimes like, no, no, don't go, don't go, don't go. <laughs> um, but like when they don't like come back for other streams, it's like, ah, oh, damn, like it didn't work out. You know, like they didn't, I didn't lock them enough or whatever. You just kind of, again, you just kind of question like, did I do something wrong? I was joking mostly about the whole, like, over-eager, like, coming on to somebody. But I get excited. Like, I, I want somebody new to hang out with, somebody new yeah. to, like, get to know, come become part of the community. Um, so it's just tough when you get excited, you get somebody new, and then they, they don't return. But that's 100% part of the job. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's most of the job. Yeah. Because you have rejections cool. Rejection's awesome, but I think if it's, there's an, I mean, for me, it's an easy way to look at it of how many followers do you have? How many people are in there? There you go. There's just the reality of how many people are busy. 
That's it. And you yeah. got a hell of a better percentage than I do. So if anything, I should be the one that's feeling self-conscious. <laughs> no, I, I get it, man. It's, and then especially with you where you started everything on a completely, Jesus, started on a completely different platform, moved to a different, completely different platform. And then basically you had to do this. And then moved times. to a completely different platform. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you've been like, it's a testament to you that you still have many, many people that have been you been with you since Facebook. Like, even though I was actually thinking about this today, like I was trying to make some sort of an analogy of like, cause I know I don't, I won't say their name in case they don't really want to be publicized, but a decent sized streamer on Facebook is finally deciding on like relocating. Thank God. Nice. <laughs> and they were, they were like weighing like Twitch or kick. And I was just like, and I know like people like grandma, she's said it. That's why I feel okay bringing it up. Like she's had a struggle with people being willing to relocate from Facebook to another platform. Like, I don't know why, but whatever. Um, but I was just thinking like, if you were in like a relationship with somebody and they were like, Hey, if you like, I'm going to move next door, but like me moving next door, I'll be happier. I'll, I'll actually make more money. And like our relationship stays the same. You just got to drive to the house next door instead of the house I'm living in right now. And it would help me out. And people are like, nah, like I yeah. don't get the mentality of like, cause actually I'll admit back when you went from Facebook to Twitch, I was reluctant because oh, I we know, all hated it. I know I didn't like Twitch, Yeah, but like I was just being ignorant about it. Cause by the time we switched over, I'm like, Oh, actually there's a lot of cool features to Twitch that I didn't realize. And, but like, it sucks that people have to, you go through these loss of community members out of just that mild switch, really. Yeah. It's all just a matter of a different URL that you're going to or a different app. And not knowing, or I don't know, not caring enough to know that this move is very important to the content creator. Like if from going from Facebook to Kick, it means what? You're keeping like double your income? Like doesn't that seem nice to somebody that you care so much about that you watch them every single day and you send them money and you subscribe to them every month. Like, don't you want them to make more money from the money that you spend the same amount on? Absolutely not. No, I want it to be all where I want it to be. No, I sense. don't. And that's a very, it is an interesting thing, but it's still, I think it's even one of those, like, I don't, I don't care to concern to like, think about it. Cause every, like I get, everyone has their own little routine. Some people I feel are on, Facebook and then a stream pops up and they're like, Oh my gosh, it's just like another thing you have to think about. But I, I 1000% agree. Like that's a very, very hilarious analogy. And it's like, you don't even have to get in your car and drive. You literally type yeah. in something different before I got puppies. That's it. Yeah. It's so easy. You don't, you literally cannot move and do it. And it's yeah, and no issue. And it'll be, it'll go just as smooth. I don't like, know. you know, I don't, I don't have an account. It's like, okay, well, first it's, even if it's just a regular account set up, okay, that takes two minutes. It, most things you could just go like sign in with Gmail and it's like, yeah. the barrier is so, the barrier to entry it. is it's so easy. You don't even have yeah. to two factor authenticate right away. You no. just need an email and yeah. you don't even need to remember the password. Yeah. Cause you could say, do you want to sign in with Google? Do you want to sign in with whatever? And you just go Google and then it all has your shit. Cause you're, you probably have your password saved. No person doesn't have it saved and sure. you're literally logged in with a new account in 30 seconds yeah and 
and I get it. Like on the flip side, to an extent, like I love routine. I get it. I do yes. understand and appreciate a good routine. I do. But if but <laughs> if everyone like benefits from the new routine, like you got to be a little bit open minded. I think you know. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. There's that. Uh, dude, do you have anything? Cause that's that was that was I I'm good. That was beautiful. Well, I'm just getting started. So perfect. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That's all I have. That's all I have, dude. Well, shoot. Thank you for taking the time out of your wait. What? Oh, you never explained why uh, why we went two thirty as opposed to three thirty. Oh, uh, Did you have to poop. No, it's it's really not that interesting. Uh, my daughter tonight is her. She has a musical tonight, Saturday and Sunday. Um, at the same time, Jesus, they're reconstructing our entire road. I couldn't basically. I needed to go get dinner with my car, but my car was dead. It was a matter of con- like having transportation to go get food and them leaving for the show. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'll be able to eat. You're good. I release you of your duties. Everything. It's not a very interesting answer. <laughs> That's all. I feel like you still never answered. We're still waiting. Uh. I wanted to make sure I could go get food at some point between this and my next stream and my wife and kid could get to where they get to go with the car that they need. And I'm okay as well. Words. I love that. So are you staying on or are you done for now? I'm done for now. I'll be getting on in a couple hours. Beautiful. Then I will not be sending the people to you. Good call. Yeah. That'd be a waste of time. Uh, Where can everyone find you? Where would you like uh, the follows? Mostly MySpace. If you guys are still active on uh, MySpace.com slash, no, uh, Kick.com slash Lokes Live. I think everything on every platform, I think it's just Lokes Live. I think the only one that it's not is Instagram and threads. Apparently somebody has Lokes Live, but it's like a dormant account, which is pretty cool. Uh, Same so it's like with Lokes the Live. original I Got Puppies. Yeah, I saw Sounds that. Like it was actually during the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So stupid, uh, so dude. It's either Lokes Live or Lokes Live Gaming. It's mostly Lokes Live, but yeah. I think all my stuff is linked up to my Kick account anyway. Okay, perfect. Dude, I'll thank you. you. Boy. I appreciate right. you, man. Enjoy the rest of your uh, your night. Enjoy that journey to food, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my non-binary friends, that was a beautiful conversation with the one and only Lokes Live. So weird to call him Lokes Live and not just Lokes. But, dude, he's a streamer now, so we got we to gotta shout out the full name. Thank you guys for your love, your attention, your time. And I hope you guys enjoyed that beautiful conversation, dude. I love learning more about everybody. It's just, it's so, so incredible what everyone has gone through and what leads them to their peace or what they're supposed to do and or meant to do in life and it's just it's awesome so i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation the best thing you guys can do for this podcast is rate and review all right save it as a favorite mark it down so that you make sure you're never missing an episode new episodes mondays and uh that's what we got i think this is going to be the last live recorded podcast that we do all the others or at least for the next few i'm going to try and do them offline so I can get more of you to actually listen to the offline versions. But yeah, drop a review, drop a like, write a comment wherever you're listening to this, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Remember, you're only as amazing as you treat other people, so be kind to someone for no other reason. And it's the awesome thing to do. The podcast is over, but the stream's still going. 
Love you. Appreciate you. Catch you guys on the next one.